Get Into Geek, this is the Get Into Movies crew. My name is Mitch, joining me, Matty and Brendan. I'm Batman. Yeah, you are. We are talking Spider-Man Homecoming, our full spoilers chat. We have, of course, got up a spoiler-free chat up on our podcast channel, SoundCloud and iTunes, depending on where you want to find us. If you haven't seen the movie yet, you just want to see what it's like, what our thoughts were, whether we give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, check out the non-spoilers chat. Just come back here if you uh, have already seen the film, because we're going to go into a little bit more in-depth, some details, the future of Spider-Man, the future of the MCU, Certain changes to certain characters, Spider-Man canon, powers, everything. So don't listen to us. If you don't want the movie spoiled, that's what we're going to do here. And the reason why I said I'm Batman, obviously, is because Michael Keaton, the real Batman, is in this movie. Shit, yeah. And can I just say, what a great performance. And I wanted to say this so many times before, but because it's spoiler territory, so now we can say it, so spoiler alert. But his performance was was not what I was expecting. It was so much better, especially in two two particular scenes that came to mind. You go straight to Peter Parker finds out that the bad guy is actually his girlfriend's dad. Yeah. The whole movie before that, he was being an arsehole kind of mustache twirler and then changed on a dime to this nice guy. And I was like, whoa, that's freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the car when he realized he's Spider-Man... He picks up the gun, but he doesn't show the gun. No. He rests it on the... As the audience, we never saw that again. Yeah. He put it behind the headrest. That was it. But we knew it was there. And I thought, oh, this is a bit dumb. But having that gun there was just like, this guy means business. He's about to shoot his daughter's date. Yeah. In front of this high school. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like... And his performance in that car, I was like, oh, this made the movie for me. Yeah. Love Michael Keaton. Did you like Keaton? Maddie? I did. What I particularly liked was um, the origin of his character and, and the the fact, I mean, Vulture in a way is kind of a silly name. I know we have, you know, Spider-Man and Ant-Man and mm. Iron Man and all these sort of things, but the fact that... Yeah, he's actually He's a vulture. A vulture. He's a scavenger. <laughs> mm. yeah. He's literally circling junkyards. Literally <laughs> the scavenger. first moment <laughs> yeah. I just thought really? about Really? Yeah. Just as you were about to say it, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah because, no, you know, but... as we were driving here from the movie, I actually thought, it's another example of a villain that we know the character name of, if you know the Spider-Man um, sort of backstory, that they never mention in the film. Well, they, they do mention it early They on. say Vulture. When, when you first see him land, when he first sort of, when it says, you know, eight years later or whatever, yeah. and he lands in with his little, you know, pouch of, of stuff, they say, oh, you know, the, the Vulture drone is incoming right. or something So that's what like they've that. called it's the like tech or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what yeah, okay. the, the, yeah, the right. wingsuit. But yeah, he's literally a Vulture just... Scavenging so around junkyards, picking up you know shiny things, yeah, to bring back and and make use of. And I found that a really clever way to MCU eyes. Basically, like in the in the cartoons and comics, he's essentially Falcon. He's a you know he's a dude with a couple of wings under his mm. arm, and yeah, you know. So I've, I've I've found that a really believable and interesting way to introduce it. And Mitch, you mentioned this in the non-spoilers chat we had about. A lot of the trailers made Michael Keaton seem very mustache twirling and, mm. and over the top, but you kind of, I wouldn't say you felt for him, but you understood absolutely what was going yeah. on mm. and it made him a sort of more fleshed out. Yeah. Which I, which and I really it, and it made sense in the terms of that he's pissed at Tony Stark because he ruins the city, but then he's making money off it. And you're yeah. like, shit, that's what those big businesses, they actually do that. 
And even when he's talking to Peter in the warehouse scene, I'm like, he's making a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I actually, yeah, yeah. I actually like this guy quite a bit. He's the Peter, little guy. He's, you know. Yeah, he's like, you don't understand the world. And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. It's going to shit on you, Peter. The world will shit on you hard. And you should just let this poor man be. Because your idol, who you love, is actually doing the exact same thing except it's illegal. And they've got that white Amanda Waller at the start <laughs> of the film. I was like, whoa, yeah. what the hell's going on here? But that was such a great Keaton punch to the... F- oh, I'm, I shouldn't have overstretched. No, you're yeah, right. Bang! Yeah, smile, you want to get nuts? Like, Let's get nuts! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting towards the end of the film. like he, You know, he just like pins Peter Parker to the wall and goes, you and me, we're the same. Split right down the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been so good. There were a few oh, moments man. that I think could have boosted up that emotional impact from that character but I think the editing actually ruined it like there was I want to actually say pre-credits when they got the tech and he and he had all of his boys there and he said the world's changing cut to you know henchman number one cut to henchman number two cut to henchman number three cut back to Michael Keaton it's time we change with it it's like oh god like when you Mm. focus on those other three characters it just seems like such a cheesy it's like we've got time as the audience to go well this is what he's going to say I think if that shot stays on him that means so much more it's like oh shit what's this guy going to do because you're just looking at his eyes and he is such a great actor Michael Keaton and he like for the mainstream audience he really has disappeared for like 10, 15, 20 years comes back in Birdman which is not a mainstream film but his name is back out there you know Um, like he started to come back in like Robocop a couple of years ago the remake he was the villain in that actually like he's in the other guys too wasn't he yeah he was the cop the the TLC quoting um, police (laughs) captain (laughs) so like that's how you come back in you know who's that guy it's like that's Michael Mm. Keaton son have some respect you know Moonlight I think was one of his early ones and then of course, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Those two, like, comedy, comedy mm. gold, as well as, oh, he's well, just a great performer. That was, he's like the first actor in a superhero movie that got absolutely blasted yeah. for their for the for the actor choice. Like you think about Heath Ledger, people didn't like him for the Joker yeah, before I he got cast. I was, Hugh, yeah, 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 Hugh Jackman for Wolverine. Michael Keaton was a comedy actor, a short Ooh. comedy actor, got yeah. cast as Batman in what was set to be a reinvention as far as on screen goes of the character. Yeah. And now he's Ooh. like he's the and iconic builds, Batman. Build second. Like, it's yes. a film called Batman and Jack Nicholson yep. yeah. got top billing for that film. Yeah. And it's hard now. Like, that movie came out in 1989, and you cannot think about Michael Keaton without thinking about Batman. No. He's a, he's, no he should have arguably won the Oscar a couple of years ago for playing a guy who should. used yeah. to play a superhero and is now trying to get past that. Yeah. <laughs> and now, hardly enough, he's, and now now he's playing, playing a bird another character. dude with, with wings. He's, he, he likes small winged creatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he he is the quintessential Batman. So it's it's fun to now see him in on the other side of the comic book universe and be playing a villain as opposed to a hero. And I just think that yeah, there there were moments in this movie that really carried over the the emotional weight that we need from a villain. And we are look look we're nearly ten minutes into this podcast. We've only spoken about Michael Keaton as the villain, but I think that that's only to the credit of Tom Holland because in his limited screen time. And I want purely the moments that Tom Holland and his voice were on screen in Captain America Civil War less than 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah. He nailed that character that we go into Spider-Man Homecoming and we don't think, God, just please don't ruin Spider-Man. He's already got Spider-Man done. We know that he can carry Peter Parker. So you want to go to the big problem that the MCU movies have, the villains. We need a good villain. Loki is a great 
villain, not only in the Thor films, but in Avengers overall. And then to a lesser extent, I really liked Captain America's Red Skull. And, you know, there's, there's, there's other bad guys along the way that are better than others and other ones that are far more forgettable. I want to say Keaton, though, as I said in our non-spoilers chat, he's on the better side of the fence. And I just think that there were moments in this movie that just took away from him because of the editing and... They were early on in the film, in, in fairness, a lot more earlier ones than, than they were later, thankfully, because in the later stages where that character does reveal himself to the audience to be oh, no. the, the lead girl's father. The black father. girl's dad. Yeah, the black girl's dad. Never saw that one coming. Yeah, holy gonna, shit. Hey, diversity works in this, this cast because that helped with the twist. That, that <laughs> yeah. really worked. Um, that, uh, yeah, we needed it to work more at the end than we did at the start because he can get away at the start of the movie just being this mustache twirling bad guy. It's at yeah. the end that he really needs to sell you. And credit to them, too. When he f- finds out that Spider Man and Peter Parker are one and the same, you're like, well, he kind of needs to die now so that no one else finds out. They don't kill him. Mm. And then in a post credit scene, we see a- another random villain from the rest of the film come up to him and say, hey, you know who Spider-Man is. Well, you, now, uh, Lincoln and I were talking. Who was that? That was the Scorpion. guy on the boat. Yeah, he was that on they the boat. Were, That was looking to buy the weapons on the boat. He was uh, in it for about three seconds before. He was holding onto the edge of the boat and the car came and smashed gotcha. him in the face. That's because, right, yeah. yeah. All I really saw was all the pins and stuff he had down his right arm. And I'm going, well, no, he can't have been the first shocker because that guy was vaporized and he was white. The second shocker was black and, and he was white. And then this guy's like... He looks very familiar. The actor. He's the in actor Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah, from that that I recognise. He's, he's in that. That's the only thing I know him from. Mm. But yeah, Link and I both sort of looked at each other and went, "Who's that? Are we supposed mm. to know who that was?" <laughs> so why, if we're going to speculate, and I know we're going to speculate a lot throughout the chat, why does why does Adrian Toomes, why does Vulture not want to disclose who Spider Man really is? Because uh, he's a good guy, and he's only doing what he was doing for his sake. He knows it's just a kid. Yeah. Why would he want someone else to kill him? Even do you reckon he? Well, wants it's not to kill affecting him. him you mean? Well, I guess because yeah. he there were plenty of moments in this film where he legitimately tried to kill him. You know, he brought a mm. building down. Yeah. On on Spider Man, like I so say, he wanted to kill him when it was going to benefit him. But I guess now that it's not, he's yeah. like, well, who cares? Well, there is the moment- he's so self serving. Well, he, he doesn't want to. He threatened him and said, "Don't come after me." Mm. So for for me, that that's just like. He's, yeah, that's true. Well, he's yeah. breaking the law, but he's trying to fend for his family. Yeah, and earlier in the film, he does say he basically gives him a leave pass at one point because he says, "Well, look, you saved my daughter's life." Yeah, that's yeah. So I'll, that's what you know, I mean. I'll give you that. And then I, I have to admit, I did kind of tune out during that final sort of battle because it was all just kind of that very generic, sort of nighttime CG mm-hmm. thing flashing yeah. at your face. Did he technically save his life at that point as well? Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. from from well, the, wing, it, the wingsuit exploding and everything. Yeah, it was trying to save him. Then when he didn't, because the other bloke was when Vulture was being, you know, naive at the situation and selfish himself. Then Spider Man actually sac- went to not sacrifice himself, but risked his own life by going into flames and you know, yeah, and then struggled to carry him. <laughs> I'm like, sure, yeah. Well, Tom Holland would struggle to carry. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. But surely they'd have a crane there or something. It's an expensive movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless it's gonna sort of set up that maybe Vulture just wants his own revenge. You know, yeah, well that that's take, that's the other thing, yeah. Mm. You know. So but yeah, it was interesting. I was yeah, it'd be interesting to see like who that other guy works for or you I, know what didn't you just say you wanted Scorpion? He had a Scorpion tattoo. I would I assume that didn't. was him. Look, you did mention that in our non-spoilers, mm. and I wanted to say something then, but I didn't want to spoil what 
doesn't happen in the film. But what I did appreciate now that I'm thinking about it that didn't happen, no Daily Bugle, no J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Because really... Yeah. No Oscorp. Yeah, yeah. But more so the Bugle, I think, because we've sort of had enough of Oscorp at this stage that we needed that movie Barker. breather where we don't yeah. have Green Goblin, don't have an Osborne or anything like that. Yeah. But J. Jonah Jameson... For even the worst moments of Spider-Man 1, 2, or 3, depending on what you think of those movies and that iteration of the character, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is one of the best casting decisions in any comic book movie ever made. So perfect for that character, regardless of whether you saw it in the animated series when we were kids, if you're reading that in a comic book whatever he looks the part he sounds the part he might be one note but he gets everything out of that character that he can in those three movies how do you replace him and you can't just go oh well don't put him in there just have peter working for the bugle because peter and j jonah jameson's relationship is so much fun and the fact that j jonah hates spider-man but employs peter and Peter takes photos of Spider-Man and, and that sort of weird triangular relationship. But I'm just glad they didn't throw him in there now just to go, hey, look, there's an element of Spider-Man that you love, so we're just going to throw it in there so that we can use it later because then you have to cast someone that you then can't go back from. Mm. So it's good. Leave it now. Give it a couple more years for them to throw in yeah. it because then now you can theoretically have J. Jonah Jameson interviewing Tony Stark at some stage, and he doesn't like Tony Stark because he's this uppity billionaire, you know, superhero yeah. playboy guy. So little things like that that I I'm glad they left out. It's a fun element of Spider Man. Mm. But I also mentioned this now, non spoilers. Well, you just said Brendan that that we saw Spider Man at the end of the fight. He's carrying out. Adrian Toomes and struggling to do so even though he is so strong they didn't go into how strong he is or why he's strong No. if or... you are coming at this well we know his backstory everyone that's seen the other Spider-Man movies is seeing his backstory if you are a 10 year old kid a 15 year old kid and you haven't seen the old Spider-Man movies and you don't even read Spider-Man comics or whatever if you're just coming into this as a new viewer, finally, Robert Downey Jr. or Michael Keaton have got you in to go see a superhero movie and you're coming into this. He was bitten by a spider. It's like, okay. And now, we spoke before as well. We don't necessarily want to go back and cover his entire backstory, but it's like, oh, you were bitten by a spider. What difference does that make? We know it's radioactive. Okay, shelve that, put it aside, whatever. Spider sense. Yeah. Where the f- was yeah. spider sense? There's no spider sense in this film. Now, yeah. you can say too, well, that's just an element of the character that we don't need to rehash because we've seen that done in two... D- and I yeah, think that's, part, that's one of his powers. That's one of his powers. That's one, one of his of the- key powers. Why yeah. call yourself Spider-Man yep. if you're just super strong? Yeah. Now, one of the big changes that I know, depending on iterations of the character, but generally Spider-Man doesn't create organic web. He creates web shooters. Yeah. He's a scientist. He creates web shooters. Now, the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire films, they gave him organic web shooters out of his arms. And really, if you're bitten by a radioactive spider, you can climb walls. You can have spider sense. You've got increased strength and agility, but you can't make a web? Yeah. Why? The one thing that... What do spiders have? They've got eight legs yeah. and they make they make, they make make spider webs. Mm. That's what it's called. To be fair, to be fair, they, they do make webs out of their butt, though. So, well, the yeah, one the yeah, one convenient thing for those films that's a good is that change. I actually said this to was it was it to you, Brendan, or to yeah. Lincoln? It's like, well, the fact that they come out of his wrists in the original Spider-Man films, yeah, yeah, it's why? like, well, what else are you going to do besides become a superhero? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if those webs do come out of your butt like a real spider, yeah. you won't become a superhero. Yeah, no, you go to a like, doctor. If they just happen to come out of your wrists at phenomenal velocities, mm. 
well, then you're going to become a, a superhero. And a lot of my love for Spider-Man come from the 1990s animated series. Mm. And that was not tension in the way that you really thought Spider-Man was ever in grave danger, even though it was cutting to an ad break. But if he would be you know, going around the city, he's up 70 stories up, going between the tallest buildings in New York, and his web shooters would run out of web. And he would he would f- be falling to the ground, and he have to open up his little utility belt, pull out a new capsule, shove it in the web shooter, close the glove again, tush, fire it out again. Great. Now you avoid that in the, in the Raimi films. They brought it back for the uh, for the uh, Andrew Garfield films. Great. Well, they did it in the Raimi films, except it was psychological. Yeah. yeah. Was in uh, number like, two. Come on, man. Kind of. Yeah. You can't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Pick one. Yeah. I thought we got a moment of it for a second uh, in Homecoming towards one of the final battles with Shocker where he sort of punches the bus and the bus goes flying at Peter. He sort of pops up and spins around, but then he gets like... Yeah, just he gets hit, smashed just by the bus. Owned by the bus. And mm. it's like, oh, if he'd kind of dodged that, we would have got, oh, there's our spider sense. Yeah. But, but then, yeah, and I think that's the bit what I was saying was the most frustrating because that's all reflex. Mm. You know what I mean? I think there was the part where they're at the Washington Memorial and he's trying to climb up the building. It's like, I've played the video games. You can run up the building. You can web sling two hands yeah. and eject yourself forward. Yeah, I found like myself, this, if I was Spider-Man, I'd be yeah. Yeah, doing that during the, yeah. the propulsion like thing. Just, or I'd just be swinging around yeah. and then just new web, grabbing, new web, new grabbing. web, just yeah. going up yeah. slowly and slowly. Like I did, I, I did like the constant shots of... Him from the from the ground up, where you just yeah. look at this guy climbing this wall at great speed, yeah. like that was but cool. It just went for I was it did go for way too long. Way I feel too like, long. Yeah, and this is something I I, I went to talk about in a non spoilers chat and had to stop myself. Is is the thing that that put me off about about a little bit is the Iron Maniness of it of him having an AI in yeah. his suit. I I did not I, like that. No, and they I didn't they didn't reveal that to the audience until like the third tr- third full trailer. Or even after that. Oh, and that. say, you have 357? And I'm like, oh, God, no. I No, that is a change I do not want. Yeah. Because the yeah. great... If it was just a, a visual, like, talking like that, just saying, yep. you know, you've unlocked this. But the fact that it was a, an AI. active AI, yep. like Girl Friday and, and Jarvis and that sort yep. of stuff, I was like, mm. oh, no, Plus, I didn't, I didn't like... There's too many combinations. Like, why do you need 500 different combinations mm. of web? Like, you don't. Oh, there is a line where he sort of says, oh, Mr. Stark's going overboard, which kind of but I was helped ha- me accept that. I would I have preferred like... that upgrade to be in the second film or mm. the next film well, you see Well, that's the thing. At the mm. end, when he goes to Avengers HQ and there was that suit, and I'm like, please don't have that suit from now on. I want the red and blue. I want the yeah. traditional Spidey. If he goes on to Avengers 4 and they go and they fight Thanos for the second time or whatever Avengers 4 is going to be, and it's like, oh, he needs an upgraded suit... Yeah. yeah, okay, but I want the traditional blue yeah, and red. And call, was, I mean, call some, me old school. I just lo- I, I that, don't like change. Was that meant like to be that? the Iron Spider? Well, yeah, there were some something. guys behind us sort of changing yeah. Iron Spider, but it, it didn't have. Didn't look like it. It didn't have the big arms mm. yeah. that, that Iron Spider has. It didn't look. A bit of color coding and. Yeah, yeah and all it that. didn't. Yeah. It looked too far from his traditional Spider Man costume. Yeah. And it also looked too far from Iron Spider. It was something weird. It almost looked like Wasp. It almost looked like Wasp gear. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. But I think while Spider-Man's inclusion in the Avengers world was because of Iron Man, right? Mm. Iron Man finds him. Now, I briefly touched on it. Why, how he even came across Spider-Man, but why he decided to find this guy, realize he was a child and go, yeah, I'll I'll take you over. You know, and and fighting in this battle, sure, that was in itself that was fine, I guess, in Civil War. In this film, 
Robert Denny Jr.'s Tony Stark actually says to Spider-Man, who, who goes, hey, I went toe-to-toe to Captain America. I did all right. He goes, mate, if, if Steve wanted to knock you down, he yeah. would have. And I'm like, why the fuck did you even take him then? If yeah. you were taking him into a battle where you knew if those guys were throwing everything at him that they had, he would stand no chance. Why the fuck do you bring him in? Other than being an outside of the movie force where it's Marvel bringing in Spider-Man, the character. Logically now, because of that line to me, that makes less sense. Why Tony Stark would bring in yeah. a fifteen-year-old Peter Parker? And you already had Parker. some kind of issues with the big airport scene of Civil War, in terms that you for you they kind of felt like they were pulling their punches a bit too much, and you know there wasn't a lot of danger there. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of almost reinforces that by yeah I hadn't by, thought about that, but maybe a little bit by you know Tony saying oh if if Cap wanted to take you down he really could. It's yeah. Like, well, I don't feel like Cap was. No, I don't think I don't honestly don't think he could. To be well, honest. he did. Cap. Yeah, he took down. Um, he shielded uh, like a what's the, cross, the, little, the little crosswalk, little bridge, thing, the thing. Knocked, down, knocked down on Spider-Man. It. He's holding. Goes, you got a heart, kid. You know, yeah. Yeah. where yeah, are you yeah, from? Queens, uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You know, yeah. that, it was a nice little. But yeah. even before that, there was you know those moments in Civil War where where Peter gives away. He goes, yeah, I meant uh, Mister Stark told me you'd do that. He told me to go for your legs, and then like Cap has these amazing sort of you know whips around where basically Spider-Man webs the shield, and then Cap grabs the web, pulls it in, and just pones him mm. with the, with the shield and does a couple of leg sweeps and really takes him out and to me it's like well cap wasn't pulling any punches there like no. he was you know he was doing his best yeah so yeah that was that line to me was a little bit like is he just saying that just to try and put him down a little bit? Yeah, he's just saying to try and that's yeah. what I got. Maybe, maybe does okay. Tony not believe what he's saying? He's just saying it. To no, him. okay, fair enough. I was yeah. just literally taking how it was delivered. And I, I should have thought about that because mm. yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But I guess while all that aside. Spider-Man is here because of Iron Man, so Iron Man's going to give him good tech. He made him the suit. Now, okay, I can let go of the fact that I like that Spider-Man in other iterations of the character made his own suit or bought it, you know, sorted mm. out really, you know, low-level style, like on, on looking on eBay for certain things, you know, and, and building stuff at home in his room, you know, with tools that he's stolen from school or something like that. I was glad like that. that he still made his own web. Yeah, that yeah. was... That for me was like thank so he God. made yeah he made his own web that just what went in the suit that Tony Stark got him because like he's making it he's like improving it at school but then the suit came from Tony Stark yeah, well, but in his costume that he made with the hoodie and stuff like mm, that he, he did obviously have, needed he yeah. had the web shooters like he made yeah. web shooters because yeah. remember he he webs uh, Tony's hand yeah, to yeah, the door yeah. in in Civil War so as he made those I guess Tony's just um well that's how up- Tony found him right. Didn't he find him on YouTube or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about the costume, the hoodie costume that Peter made himself. Yeah. Yeah, he made his own web shooters with that. Yeah. Like, he already had those. Yeah. So, I'm assuming as part of the upgrade, Tony's just gone, okay, well, I'll give you a better... Canister or whatever. ...development system, like, Mm. you know, to to use it, but the actual formula is is Mm. obviously Peter's. Yeah, but I think what I love about Peter Parker is that he did all this himself and that like you say Brennan but the the, the options the amount of options he has yeah. as a web shooter like that really like it's not like he has I'm just wondering if they just did that for the video game because there's a video game coming out yeah uh, not upgrade that, that's what and... it felt like for me was like you get all the powers during 
at the start of a game and you don't know how to use them, so mm. you're not as Isn't good. Funny, you can unlock new abilities yeah, and you things should be like doing that. that. Yeah, but like it's again, funny, just... my, my frame of reference was actually the new uh, Spider-Man cartoon, which is the Ultimate Spider-Man, where. Yeah. He actually works for S.H.I.E.L.D. So he's recruited by Nick Fury. He reports to the helicarrier every day. Phil Coulson is the principal at his school. And he's put into a team with teenage versions of Luke Cage, Iron Fist, White Tiger, and Nova. And that's his, and he's the leader of this mm. S.H.I.E.L.D. operative team. Right. And they talk about making him become the ultimate Spider-Man by giving him all these gadgets and giving him the Iron Spider suit. And he's aspiring. Like There's cameo episodes where you see... Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk and all these sort of things. Then Wolverine makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's funny that that was um that was sort of my frame of reference for for the way he's sort of being recruited into mm. the Avengers by yeah, okay. by Tony. Yeah, for me, like the fact that the the suit is so technical, and it really is like it had a heating system. It's obviously mm. completely run yeah. through AI. Like, like, why are they doing all this? Yeah, yeah. for it me, it's like sense. if if that's the case, if that's essentially an Iron Man suit, why still have it as this? skin tight outfit yeah it's why like not it almost... make it a bit more mechanical why not make him Iron Man light yeah, yeah it, it takes the wow factor away from Iron Spider like the whole cool element yeah. of Iron Spider is that it's a Spider-Man costume made by Tony Stark yeah. that's armoured it's red and gold but it looks like Spider-Man he's got three big ironically not four but three yeah he's got three big sort of you know articulated claws like Doc Ock sort of thing and it's an upgrade from his suit that he mm. made himself his acrobat suit for, for yeah. lack of you know so that was where I was kind of hoping it would get to the end where he turned down the suit, turned down being an Avenger at this stage, that he would get the suit back and go, I don't need any of that fancy crap. You know, I, yeah. I, I think I can do this myself. Put it you back know. into whatever protocol it was, babysitting protocol or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, and let me yeah, come I was up hoping with my he own, wouldn't you know? be able to unlock it. Yeah. This was mm. too highly encrypted. Something because like I, that. It, I just, it tease, you know, you got something to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, I think it just cool. takes out his creativity when he can mm. just go, oh, hey, computer, what have you got? Oh, we've got these options. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Like when yeah, it put him into, into kill mode and I'm like, is it going to act on its own behalf? Yeah. Why, you know? why Why? would Tony build that into the suit? Yeah, it yeah. Make sense. yeah it's a good it joke, but it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. He, like, yeah. And as far as I'm aware, it's not even a... Like, and the way the eyes change and stuff, it, it, to me, I don't even think it's like an homage to anything yeah. that I could think of. It, yeah, it struck me as, again, not to point fingers, but <laughs> when past movies are the evidence that we have to go by, that seemed like a Sony decision. But <laughs> why did Marvel not poo-poo it? It would have been good mm. if it went go death mode and it turned into Venom's eyes. Yeah, or went <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Black. And then you the suit Venom went, might get this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The suit just like face shifted black. Yeah, you know, out of all that, like yeah. a stealth mode, just yeah. went black or you know something like that. Well, even okay, it's a different area than I uh, wanted to go to, I guess. But the Venom thing <laughs> right, is let's even, rewrite this. Guys. No, but the, <laughs> Venom is very interesting, right? Because Sony announced like okay, post Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man two, they're like, yeah, we're gonna do all this other stuff. We're gonna make a Sinister Six movie, and it's like okay, so you're gonna make a movie about. Six villains, and I guess now that we're in a post-Suicide Squad movie, we've got different views, but mm. they were going to make a movie about six of Spider-Man's villains. And it's like, we're the bad guys. Right. <laughs> so is, and we're a family. So is Spider-Man going to be the bad guy in what that film? What are we? Some uh, kind or, of death group? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> they six. didn't do that, thankfully. They didn't move on with it. They threatened a Venom movie a couple of years ago. Now, Spider-Man... The character is included in the MCU. Sony come out and go, sweet, we're going to make a Venom movie and it's not going to be tied into the MCU. It's like, what the f*** are you doing, guys? Well, then, 
a month ago, six weeks ago, they come out and they say, Tom Hardy's going to star as Eddie Brock. And I'm like, oh, that's a shit ton better than Topher Grace. Yeah, fucking I'm immediately so much more interested in this Venom movie. Ruben Fleisch is directing it. I'm like, I love Zombieland. F***ing bring it on. Let's go. And then they said, it's not going to be included in the MCU. And I'm like, okay, I feel better about it though. Then two weeks ago, Amy Pascal, the former head of Sony, producer of Spider-Man Homecoming, sitting down for a joint interview with Kevin Feige, overlord of the MCU, and someone asks her about Venom. And she says, well, you never know what might happen in the future. They're they're kind of related. Yep, they're kind of in the same universe. Mm. Spider-Man Homecoming. She never said that Venom is in the MCU, but she said Spider-Man Homecoming and Venom share the same world. But Spider-Man Homecoming in the MCU yeah. are the same thing. And you sort of saw Kevin Feige's face. So anyone who hasn't seen this, go and search for it on YouTube. Kevin Feige just sort of sitting there going, what the f*** are you talking about, bitch? Yeah. What, are you ta- what are you doing? Didn't say anything. A week later, it comes out. goes, meh, they're not together. I don't even know where we're at. I saw something else online the other day from a guy that I listened to whose you know, finger is right on the pulse there. It's all good to go. Knows what he's talking about. And he said, okay, it's officially Venom is now part of the MCU. But maybe in the same way, I guess, what I'm interpreting, if it is, it's going to be like Netflix Daredevil is. It's part of the MCU, but they don't necessarily talk about one another. Well, it does bring up two points. Uh, The first one, which is a bit of a tangent, but it's Link and I, it's our main bugbear of this entire film. And we both, while the credits are running, it was the one thing that we both spoke about that annoyed us the most. And it was the casting of Flash Thompson yeah, in yeah, Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. He was the little um, Indian guy yep. that was on the decathlon team who was calling him Penis Parker and all that sort of stuff. That's not Flash Thompson. I understand making the a diversity higher sort of cast, you know, not just having a bunch of white folk running around there. But to me, I find it almost as as disrespectful the other way and it's just going oh okay let's just find a ca- oh yeah let's just make him Indian yeah well, why, no, why not make an interesting Indian character yeah. rather than just suddenly make Flash Thompson Indian because they could have just made a, a simple jock Indian yeah. right and but they did, they did actually I read a thing earlier in the week they said they wanted to make Flash Thompson more than just this jock and of course yeah but that's where you want to go where he's, Flash Thompson and Venom the, collide he's the exact opposite of Peter he is the jock he is the football quarterback he is the Adonis, good-looking mm. guy that all the girls want to be with that swoon over in, in the school. Hell, he was played by freaking... Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello in uh, in the first Spider-Man films. So it's like, you know, he the, all the guys want to be him, all, all the girls want to be with him. That's who Flash Thompson is. Mm. And he is actually the third inter- iteration of Venom. Yeah. I can't see this kid being Venom. No, that to me says... Well, okay. Or Agent Venom. Or say the Venom this. movie was never happening that may or may not be connected mm. to Spider-Man Homecoming movie wasn't happening, that to me says they have no plans to use Flash Thompson version of yeah. Venom ever. And because that guy, I don't see him as being this war veteran, Agent Venom yes. character in the future. And given that the other three sort of main school kids we see in this film are Ned, Michelle, and Liz, mm. who for all intents and purposes are... Completely new characters, mm. like except, they're not. Well, that's what I was hoping. Except Michelle. Well, at we'll, the end we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's going to be its own thing. Um, MJ. But so what? You know, so given that these other three characters are kind of nobodies and new and they're different, why make that guy Flash Thompson? Why not make him his own unique character? Mm. You know. Yeah, for um, sure. Make a smart Indian dude. Flash Thompson is not going to be on the same academic decathlon team no. as Peter Parker. Yeah. That flies, so, yeah. that flies in the face of who Flash Thompson would be. Because really, that, that group of friends, 
or group of forced friends could have been Flash Thompson, not so much in the decathlon, could have been mm. Flash Thompson, Harry Osborne, Gwen Stacy, and Mary Jane Watson. That's yeah. pretty much what we got. We got two chicks, two guys. Yeah. Those four one, characters. One is one is Peter's adversary. One is Peter's best friend, and yep. then there's two chicks. Who two could ver- two different love way. interests of him in 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 yeah. you know in his future, soon or or otherwise. So yeah, you know you yeah. you're absolutely right. But as far as the suit goes, the great thing about Peter Parker getting the Venom suit, what is so tempting about keeping the symbiote, is that it improves his powers or or yeah. strengthens yeah. him a little bit. You're right. Right now. You can't get any better. How, what do you do? Do you get the alien symbiote and then it attaches itself to, for lack of a better word, a robotic suit? Yeah. What, what? It, then, then that gives... Because I remember from the from the cartoons, at least, he loved the fact that he didn't have to reload web shooters because he could just fire non-stop webbing from this venom goo yeah, thing. It enabled it him to just have mm-hmm. organic web shooters. Thicker and longer and all those, you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. More powerful. So how do you how do you improve on that? But again, they may not have any yeah. plans to put... But again, now look, Spider-Man can exist without Venom. I love Venom as a Spider-Man bad guy. Spider-Man mm. for me can be without Venom though in this world. What the f*** are you doing trying to make a Venom movie without Spider-Man? Well, this brings me to my second point of what potentially could happen. Now, did it seem odd to either of you Donald Glover being in this film in such a minimal part, given that his star is yeah. very much on the rise. Did it seem odd to either of you for him to play such a low-key sort of character? Yeah, no, I, I knew what he was there. And the fact that, too, years ago, before Andrew Garfield was cast as Spider-Man, he was a fan favourite to, to play, not Peter Parker, obviously. Mm. They said, let's make him play the other Spider-Man in the comics and all that, Miles Morales. And while Donald Glover isn't, you know, a, a mixed race character like mm. uh, um, Miles Morales is. Everyone loves Donald Glover. Back then, he had a cult following, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm bang up for it." They cast Andrew Garfield. Obviously, now Donald Glover is too old to play even a black version of Spider-Man of Peter yeah. Parker. So he played Aaron Davis, yes, aka Prowler. And there's a very pointed moment when he mentions his nephew. Yes, his nephew being Miles Morales. Mm. So I'm wondering if maybe potentially we see a Venom v. Miles Morales movie at some point. Give Peter Parker to the MCU. Yeah, and keep Miles start Morales. Start a yeah. Sony uh, uh, okay. Spider-Man yeah. uh, franchise with Miles Morales as, yep. as Spider-Man. And then you're not confusing the dumb audience, which we are a lot according to these movie studios and these big mm. blockbuster franchises, because then you would have a half-Hispanic Spider-Man that's not named Peter Parker, and then a very white Peter Parker in the yeah. MCU. Now, also, the difference between the Venom film... Brent, I don't know how up to date you are with the, the, the plans on Venom. Sony want to make that an R-rated, at least American, Venom film with the bad guy being Carnage. Which is fantastic. You're gonna make Venom. So you're gonna make Venom what an antihero. Basically, yeah. Which That'd you know be cool. he has you know done in well, I don't in time. Bored with that, but I mean you kind of have to. You have if to you're if just gonna make bad a, guy. Yeah, solo Venom. But it did have me thinking. If they, I mean, this could all be a big ruse. This movie comes out in a, at the time of us recording this. It comes out in a couple of days around the world. We might get a week in, two weeks in, and Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal come out and go, "Ha ha! Fooled you all." 
Of course, Venom is part of the MC, the extended <laughs> MCU. Sony, Probably yeah. not going to Got do you that. Again, suckers. Sony would love that to happen because yeah. they're you know just jumping on a train that has no signs of slowing down yet, rather than jumping on the back of a car that they hope is going to make it to the first set of lights uh, in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Because this is the third crack at the character. Please let this be the one to keep us going. But then announced not announcements, but news last week they want to make spin-offs of Mysterio and Craven the Hunter. It's like guys, settle the f mm. down. Mysterio, okay, another villain we haven't seen yet. Very interesting and and his pursuit and hate of Spider-Man. Craven the Hunter, who if you ask people that read the comics, it's him v Spider-Man in Craven's Last Hunt, I believe is what it's called. One of the greatest Spider-Man stories ever written. People want to see Craven the Hunter. They half 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 them want to see Joe Manganiello play Craven the Hunter, right? Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, nice little throwback too for old school Spider-Man fans. But they want to see Craven play uh, a role in these films. If that is true, Sony then want to make spin-offs of villains of Spider-Man, probably in a Spider-Man-less universe, but that aside, these are characters the, mainst yeah, the mainstream I, audiences no go have no f***ing idea who they are. I'm still having trouble getting my head around a Bumblebee solo film, let alone But at least that, that does make more sense because he's been established for five well, movies, love them or hate them. He was them. the main one in the first one, right? Yeah, the arguably the, the main act. one in, in, the first, in the first film, the one yeah. the characters can relate to in the sense that he's the... The, the, the go-to for the main human character. Sure, that makes sense. But it's like, who's Craven? Oh, he's a he's a hunter who sees Spider-Man as the world's greatest prey. It's like, yep. And he wears a big lion's head yep. <laughs> cool. on his chest. Um, and who's Mysterio? Well, he's a former uh, special effects guru who wears a fishbowl on his head. With a purple cape. Hang on, what? And he's going to get his own film? Yeah, but he's still going to be a villain. Mm. And he's Wouldn't got a, so. with a built-in... With a built-in fog machine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, I don't want to just keep harping on and go, oh, please give all the rights back to Marvel. That Spider-Man Homecoming proves Marvel don't need to have exclusive rights to these characters to make these characters work. The fact that they're able to play nice in the same sandpit is proven tonight. We're like, we're, we've got a lot of problems with Spider-Man Homecoming, but we've also got a shit ton of love for it, and it shows that Sony can have control of this character and control the rights and earn all the profits, but it can still exist in this Marvel world. I don't world. understand why Marvel are doing that. Well, it's, it, I know, it is a very nice act on behalf of Disney. <laughs> Who just well, said, I mean, they sure. have to have some back-end deals or some they merchandise. Get merchandise, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, that's a lot of problem with Fox, too, is that I don't think they're allowed to make as many X-Men toys and all that as as much as they want to or, or any because Marvel own the rights to the merchandise. Well, there's, there's a lot of... Fox um, own the rights to the characters in the film. Right. There's a lot of theories going around that Marvel in general, because they don't own the movie rights to X-Men, really aren't actually publishing a lot of X-Men comics anymore yeah. even. They're really playing up the Inhumans angle. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because essentially they're, the, Fantastic same, Ford they're and the same thing. That doesn't really... Yeah. It's not a thing anymore. So they're almost trying to, to kill off all of the all of the mutants mm. so that they can bring out more inhumans because they own more of the rights to them. So until sort of Marvel gets X Men back completely mm. Which um, is not happening for a long no, time. It's not happening anytime. But that, that's the thing though, they're never gonna sell them once they get them back, right? Because they've got their own mm. They're producing. Yeah, well, that was, that was the whole, the whole yeah. problem with Marvel Studios to begin with. Is they yeah. sold off all these props. Well, they're nearly broken the mid nineties. Yeah, they, they had to sell the movie rights off just yeah. to stay afloat. And now, I mean, Marvel Studios is arguably doing a lot better than Marvel Comics. 
but still the Marvel brand is so strong now yeah. that, yeah, they just have to wait for these characters to relapse. Like Fantastic Four, another conspiracy theory out there is that, well, they've canceled the Fantastic Four run. Although if you look at the numbers, like the amount of numbers on a very successful comic, it's not that many, really. So and them how, canceling... how many stories can you tell about the Fantastic Four? It's like... At least with with the X Men and that sort of stuff, you can tell new mutant stories, or you know, you can kill mutants off and bring other new mutants in. But it's when you've got a a story based on Marvel's first family of four people who are all friends and family together. Mm. It's like, well, how many stories you can can you tell over the last seventy five years before you just run out of material? I know? just wish that Sony wouldn't have mentioned any of this Venom stuff until after Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Like they're just saying, hey, look, this is going to be successful, and we're going to have now our own exclusive Spider Man universe. It's not going to have Spider Man in it. Just slow down, guys. Again, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't just I, wait to see how this movie goes. Yeah, first. I don't want those. Kevin Feige to sit there and go, yeah, we'll have Spidey. We don't need Venom though. It's like, but that would be so cool. Like Avengers three could then lead into Avengers four, which could be some kind of Secret War thing. He gets the symbiote, brings it back. That's why that's that's homecoming. Like, I mm. see after watching this movie, Spider Man from Spider Man Homecoming being the connective character between a lot of different franchises yeah. within the MCU. Like, right now we look at Netflix and we look at Agents of Shield. They're both on TV, but they don't they don't connect, right? Then you've got the movies. You've got Agent Coulson who appeared in the films, then in Agents of Shield. He hasn't been in the film since. Oh, they think he's dead, and he's not. Everyone except for the five Avengers that knew him in the first film <laughs> know that he's alive anyway. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. But that's the reasoning as why he can't then just drift back into the uh, into the films. And the films don't speak to the Netflix show. The Netflix guys reference events in the films, yeah. but they don't really need to. They mainly to... just say the green guy and the event. Yeah, yeah the guy with the, the big hammer and stuff, and... Yeah. the incidents and all that sort of the shit. The flag waver. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, the you know the, the criticism against having them all you know play together is that do you really need to see Jessica Jones fighting Thanos? No. Nah. No, you don't. You want to see her punching street thugs and, and doing some PI work. But I kind of... Like, the, the, the trailer for The Defenders, the way that it starts, when Jessica Jones is being interrogated by the same police officer that worked with Luke Cage. That aside, a police mm. officer speaking to Jessica Jones about whatever, all of a sudden, bang, 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 in walks a guy, says, Hi, I'm Matthew Murdoch. I'm your attorney. It's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. While you guys are both in the Netflix universe, we all knew you were coming together. That is so cool. Instant job. Yeah. Like I want to see. <laughs> hey, God, Captain America could have. You know, something could have happened. You know, to him, and he's on trial. And okay, Daredevil, small time, but let's just extend it a little bit. He's a lawyer. He could represent someone from the films. That sort of shit. Like just little tie-ins here and there. Peter Parker in this film is billed by Iron Man as a street-level superhero. You're a neighborhood superhero, okay? I get to fly around the world in my supersonic suit, you know? Like, Captain America is a a national hero. Thor is from another realm. He's essentially an alien. He's out in space. He's a god, whatever, you know? You're a kid. You're super strong and whatnot. But as we see, if he's got nothing to swing on, he has to run, which is a great scene when he had to run across that that golf course. That was funny. Mm. There are Um, a few too many of those for my liking. There were. There were definitely. That one, though, was great. Yeah, I liked that one because it's when you play the game, sometimes you can't find a building. You're like, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to jump and leap. But then you want to also, like, grab onto two trees and slingshot yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I just see that this Spider-Man, I don't think they will. He could, though, go street level with those 
characters. Well, you know? I've always envisioned if you think that the you know the the Netflix group are going to be the defenders. Yeah. And we've got the Avengers and the Defenders. So mm. it's almost like our offensive and defensive teams. Yeah. So to me, there's kind of this, and it, I know it won't happen, but there's little, there's that little tingle in me that just wishes that when Infinity War comes, mm. obviously Thanos is going to come to Earth at some point, but I think we're also going to have to go somewhere yeah. to, to face him. Maybe he's going to kill Vision and get away and we're going to have to go after him. So I feel like the Avengers are going to go after him they're going to need the defenders to fill in for them while they're gone. They're like, we don't know if we're coming back or where we, what's happening. You mm. guys, because Dr. Strange, who also lives in New York at whatever that, you know, famous address is. Yeah. That um, he was one of the original founding members of the defenders as well. Yeah. So I've got kind of like, that's, that's the part of me that w- what, what I want to happen mm. probably never will. No, but that's kind of what, what I want to, what I want to see. Like my, one of my favorite examples is Vincent D'Onofrio, who I thought, and killed it as Kingpin in Daredevil mm. season one, and I just love D'Onofrio anyway from it's back in Criminal. It's phenomenal to go back and, and watch him in like Men in Black yeah. and think that that's Kingpin. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blows yeah. your mind. He was great, and he he keeps getting asked about you know when we're going to see Kingpin, who would Kingpin fight against on Twitter. He's a, he's a great responder. If you if you like the guy and you follow him on Twitter, talk to him because he will he he talks to his fans. He's that's great. Cool. And they said, would you like to fight Spider Man? Because I, that's how I got introduced to Kingpin was in this 1990 Spider Man animated show that I've been banging yeah. on about. Yeah, the purple cravat. Yep. With he, a diamond in it, the big white often coat. came up against Spider-Man. You know, mm. he had villains, sub-villains working for him. He quite often came up against Spider-Man. Someone said, would you be in a Spider-Man movie? Would you like to take on Tom Holland? He said, of course he would. He wants more work as an actor, but he also wants to see that character. I would like to see that. I would like to see just even Peter Parker run into this guy on the street when Kingpin eventually gets out of jail. Spoiler alert if you don't watch Ooh. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> that he Peter Parker runs into this big, bald guy in the street, and it's Kingpin, you know, or something... Like that. Like, I don't see Spider-Man taking on the Punisher because he's quite a violent character, but I feel like Spider-Man and Daredevil could run into or something. Like, he's the connective character. I don't think they'll ever do it, but he's as close as we're ever going to get. Tony Stark's never going to Netflix. No. You know? Well, Thor's can, never going to Netflix. The Avengers but have their Quinjet. They can, they can fly all over the world, do whatever, you know. Uh, Age of Ultron was mostly set in Sokovia. Mm. You know, so it's like they can go anywhere they want, but it's like there are certain characters that are just stuck in New York. Yeah. And that's Daredevil. That's Jessica Jones. That's Spider-Man for the most part. Yeah. You know, they're, and that they're is Manhattan what, superheroes. That's what's... It's it's a nice change when you think the last MCU film was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Every planet in the galaxy was under threat. Doctor Strange... The entire planet was going to get sucked up, you know, or the, our entire realm, basically. You know, Civil War, not so much, but the team. It was very more more personal sort of thing. Spider Man Homecoming, like it's a big thing when he has to catch a bus to go to a different city because that's <laughs> yeah. where the bad yeah. guys are, right? He jumps on like he doesn't mean to get onto a plane. You know, he has to to stop the bad guy, but he's on a plane. He has to stop one plane from crashing. That's part of the climax of the film. And then like, he crashes it. That's a, that's a big <laughs> thing. And in, in a lot of these other films, some bad guys are throwing planes at the ba- at the good <laughs> yeah, guys yeah. To, to, to kill them. Like, Well, Civil War, um, Ant-Man, Ant-Man. When, he's, when he's giant, he just breaks off a wing and just starts swatting it <laughs> yeah. at War Machine. Ultron, there's a whole city thrown in the air. Yeah, just <laughs> Being used up. as an asteroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Spider-Man, I think like it, it's sort of disguised as being this big blockbuster film, but a lot of it, in all of its spectacle is a lot smaller. I really wish they'd they'd kept a lot of the um the Staten Island Ferry. I wish they'd kept all that out of the trailers. I mean uh, it is yeah. it was really beautiful like um visually. 
it kind of, to me, I saw it all in the trailer. Yeah. Was, they didn't really save much. So I, I kind of wish they'd held off on that because I went and saw Spider-Man 2 in gold class. And I still remember to this day, the scene where Tobey Maguire is stopping the train, you know, he's putting yeah. all those webs out going along and it takes, and it builds and it builds and it takes all of the energy to stop it to yeah. the point where he collapses and all these people reach out from the train and grab him and yeah. save and save him after he saved them, yeah. given everything he's got to have. They yeah, reach out, grab awesome. him and pull him in and they see him without his mask and go, oh my God, he's just a kid. And they all vow to, you know, not give out who he is. Me and my mate were both teared up <laughs> watching that. And yeah. for the first couple of times after that, I teared up watching that scene. And to me, it's like Spider-Man Homecoming with, with Tom Holland sort of trying to hold the, the fairy together like that. It was like seven out of ten of what that did for me. Mm, it was mm. it was trying to be that, but it didn't have the emotional resonance. To and it. I think that it's because stuff. it was the you've you've done ninety eight percent of what you needed to do, and then yeah. Big Daddy had to come and save you anyway, being mm. Tony Stark. Yeah. So I was like, well, what's the point of this? Why isn't it just an Iron Man movie? Yeah, I, halfway I just, through it, and even even later on, um, Peter's sort of at his lowest, and he's just under all that rubble, and he's calling out for help, and mm. that was some great acting. Yeah, from Tom. yeah, like, that fantastic. was really. And that, from I know we mentioned earlier how how silly a sp- the name Spider Man is. That's when it almost it was earned for me in the sense that it it does seem like an, a, a a moniker that a teenager would give himself. Mm. He's bitten by a spider. He idolizes these superheroes, Iron Man, you know, and, and all that. Yeah. That he would call himself Spider Man. It sounds ridiculous, but when he's there and he goes, "Come on, Peter, come on, come on, come on, Spider Man!" Like he's trying to talk to himself. He goes, "Earn the right to be Spider. Come yeah. on, Spider Man. Come on, Spider Man!" Like he's talking to himself. And really, like you read that, that probably sounds a little bit stupid. And maybe I watch it in, with a different audience and in a different mood. That's a stupid scene. But tonight I'm watching it. I'm like, man, I'm feeling for this kid because he he couldn't do it. He was a scared. 15-year-old boy, he is yeah. going to die. He is yelling for help, and he knows there is no one around. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he realizes, no pun intended, the weight of shit that is on top of yeah. him. And then he's like, no, no, I've, I've got to do this by but myself. But then, to me, it was the direction there that let it down in terms of they did that weird shot that just didn't sync up properly where it was... He was looking at his reflection in the water, and the mask was under the water. Oh, that, that was too. It was, terri- it was terribly me, done the way it was done. Yeah. Mm. He could have just had his reflection in the water, and then rack focus to seeing the whole mask. Yeah. In the bottom of the water, or something yeah. like that. The way it was kind of CGI sort of cut, the way that it yeah. just looked terrible. Looked shit. And then I wanted that rallying, amazing moment. So when he finally throws that thing off him, and all the dust, you know, comes out of the way. I wanted to see him standing there, just you know, raging, raging hard on, just ready to f- some shit up, and he's carrying down coughing in the in the smoke in like in the dust, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I was hoping he'd just fling it off himself. Yeah, I, I wanted that, you, you know bitch. that can come at me, bitches thing. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it because you need you need to. I, have I wanted that. that that rally cry. I wanted that. Yeah. I'm gonna f- shit up, and yeah. so. Like I said in, in our non-spoilers, I loved Tom Holland. I think he was great, and he's he's the best Peter Parker we've seen. But I think the direction here let him down. Yeah. To me, that was that was the weakest part of this film. I think there was some really good writing there, but I think the tone and the direction is what... Just be Spider-Man. I mean, I know that you're trying to learn and you're doing your apprenticeship, but he's already done that before Tony found him. He gave him the suit. He fought against the Avengers, like he's done his apprenticeship, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Let's and he's sort of obviously have a real 
impressed Tony Spider-Man. enough for Tony to come and find him in Civil War with those yeah. YouTube videos of him saving buses and doing all that sort yeah. of stuff. Mm. So it's like, yeah, to me, he's he's done his apprenticeship. You yeah, know, he's you know he's he's a fully fledged hero. He should be able to do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. that's why I, did, I didn't but, appreciate how much rehashing we did of him learning how to use his web shooters, basically, and it how was, to swing and stuff it was like that. Like after the second act, almost like. Or yeah, at the end of the second like, act. We all had a good life when he was at the party and he was running through it, like busting through fences and stuff. Like, yeah. we, we actually were enjoying that scene. And yeah. I, I started flashing forward to post Avengers 4 or even the come Avengers 5 and things when maybe Iron Man is retired as a character and, and Thor's dead or something like that. And Captain America, you know, is missing or something where Spider Man is going to. Okay, rights issues aside, let's get the political movie studio stuff away. The character of Spider-Man, arguably, would be leading the Avengers, maybe. this We're going to go back and watch this and go, shit, look where he's come from. Mm-hmm. But they just they did that so many times. And I'm like, yeah, it's oh, too he, much. He, he's, he's Spider-Man, like he's, yeah, he's he's learning, but he's not an idiot. Yeah, it's like, yeah. We, we get it. Okay, you haven't got some tall buildings around. Like, you're going to have to run or jump... Find a we way. We just revisited it too many times. Yeah. yeah, and I think the Washington Monument was yeah was was one too many as well. Um, although, did anyone know that there was an elevator in the Washington Monument? No. I always assumed it was no. just a solid piece of stone. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing that it had windows in it and all that sort of gear. Yeah, obviously yeah. not big windows. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> and even that too. Like it just like you know he he went to he had to go to Maryland to find the bad guys who. I don't even know whether they were where he thought they were because otherwise they were in a truck waiting in a petrol station for two days until he got there, but (laughs) whatever. Um, But he went there. He had to, you know, he got stuck in that truck. Then he's in there. He's learned. I thought, okay, we learn if we're using this scene to learn how to use your suit, fine. When he's stuck in the warehouse for damage control. Great, because then we don't have to worry about that bullshit for the rest of the film. But we did. We still had to learn stuff. Mm. We still had to make mistakes. And then he, you know, gets out of there and he has to find a way. And again, he's stuck on the back of a truck because he can't web through a freeway and shit. Then he gets to the to the monument. He has to run through, you know, past all the monuments in, in Washington. And then I'm just like, okay, I, I feel like we've got this great spectacle that the, the monument there is going to, you know, crumble. And there's this elevator in the middle that's going to just, like, it, it's all it's all amazing to watch. But I feel like it's completely unnecessary. Like, yeah. None of this needs to happen in yeah. Washington, really. Like, you didn't need to travel that far to to solve that part of the mystery. That shit could have happened in Jersey. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's because there's there's no elevators they could have used in New York. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but again, like I said before, I did appreciate seeing how much of an effort it was for this guy who did want to help. And that's what I love so much about Wonder Woman the other week was that she was a character who just wanted to do the right thing. Mm. You know, Iron Man's telling Spider-Man, don't do this, man. There are other people that can help. I and called the FBI. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, is... that's something Tony would do. You would, yeah. You know? I mean, given in the past we've seen him, you know, feel so... I mean, Iron Man 3 was basically him feeling responsible for Iron Man 1. I'm yeah. uh, sorry, for, for Avengers 1. Yeah. Him fe- feeling responsible for the Chitauri invasion. Mm. And suddenly we find that these people are, you know, profiting from selling and making weapons based, you know, from Chitauri leftovers. He's like, I'll just call the FBI. Yeah. I can't, I can't be... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's something Tony would do. Sure. And see a lot of that too. Like when when he was rescued from drowning in that lake, and he's sitting there drying off with his mask off, Tom Holland mm. speaking to Iron Man, who's sitting there just still like hovering above. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you not 
be standing? Why would you not be mm. sitting next to him? And then after like four seconds, I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't get Robert Denny Jr. on set that day. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. They're just using his voice. And then they actually make reference, oh, you're not even here. And it shows him. And I'm like, well, you could have filmed him. If you filmed that scene, why not just wait to film that scene on a day that he's available? Unless it was what they did in Ocean's 12, I think, with Matt Damon. He was actually filming um, a Bourne. Bourne movie. Yeah. And they they shot, the director of Bourne shot one shot from Ocean's wow. 12. Yeah, well, it could be because it seemed like a very unusual setting that had no meaning to it, that he was, you know, in India or somewhere, yeah. you know. And I feel like, like having... An unmanned Iron Man armor flying around, saving people and doing lots of stuff. That's kind of what the Iron Legion were in the start of Ultron, yeah. Age mm. of Ultron, that he kind of went away from. In Iron Man he, 3, yeah. And he realizes like he's got to be the man in the suit to, yeah. to get it done. <laughs> well, so I, like, in saying that, I did like the line when he's like, man, if we if this, this place didn't have Wi-Fi, you'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brilliant. That's good. That you know. funny. Um, um, going back to the Washington Monument a bit for a minute, is there was there's one thing I noticed, like I, I said earlier on, how I went back and watched the first two original um, Spider-Man movies. One thing I noticed a lot is Kirsten Dunst just screams and falls a lot. In those yeah. films, yeah. she's always oh, in peril. Yeah. She's the very so much a, a damsel, damsel in distress. distress. My God, yeah. And I really hope with with the the way they'd cast Peter and all his friends, I thought, oh, maybe we won't have that. Yeah. And then we have that Washington Monument part where it's an elevator shaft, and the girl that he loves is falling, and she does that high pitched squeal, and then he has to reach out and save her with his web. And I was yeah. like, No, I that's go, what can I, I th- can I go one yeah. Spider Man film? without a girl screaming as she falls, like screaming high pitch, like hysterically while she falls and then Peter saving her at the last minute. Yeah. It's like, we've, we've seen that a lot. That's And that's what I was hoping, like, because in the trailer, it's the Michelle chick who, for whatever reason, I thought that was the love interest in this film because they showed yeah. her a lot in the trailer. Well, she, she's doing a lot of the um, press. Yeah. With, well, with she's yeah. a massive, man, like I, I've heard of Zendaya before, you know, through Disney stuff, being a singer she has like 45 million followers online on social media. Like that, right. for anyone who's not on social media, that doesn't mean anything. That's a fucking huge number online. <laughs> yeah. She's got this massive fan base, so it makes sense she's doing all the promo material. But when they cast her, everyone's like, oh, she's the lead star. She's she's definitely going to be Mary Jane. They come and they go, no, she's not Mary Jane. She's playing a character named yeah, Michelle. She's Michelle Jane. You know, whatever the oh. case may be. But then it turns out, no, she's not even the love interest in this movie. And for 95% of the film, like, what is the point of your character? Yeah, yeah. what are you doing here? You what? seem like they've cast you, and then after a while they've went, oh, we actually didn't need her, oh, but yeah. we've, we've... We'll actually, put her in everything, yeah. Just Just put her in the back somewhere. She we'll can be in the Death Cat yeah. Decathlon and in detention, even though she doesn't need to be in detention. Yeah, yeah. like it was a quirky what? character with quirky oh, personality funny. traits from oh, a different funny, film. But, I was but like, yeah. we, we had Ned for that. We had yeah. the quirky offside yeah. of doing stuff. I was like, oh, they're going to make her the new White Tiger. Because I couldn't remember her name. Man, I was waiting for her to name to be... I'm like, have they said her name yet? Can she be Felicia? Is she Felicia Hardy? Yeah, it's going to be... Is it going to be something like that? But going back to your damsel in distress thing, in the trailer when she goes, yeah, where are you going, Peter? I don't care. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, cool. Mm. That's what it's going to be, this film. Yeah. And that was a joke at it to like go and f*** that shit. We're going to move yeah. on. And but they introduced this Liz character. Did it with Liz. I'm who like, yeah. we don't care about. And I was, yeah. I was saying Link after the movie as well, is what I really wanted at the end there when, when Liz says she's moving away to Oregon and that sort of stuff, because you know he, they just come out of the principal's office or whatever it was, I wanted him to sort of turn around and bump into a new student in the principal's office and it was a red-headed girl. Or, yeah. or so she says she's Mary Jane, mm. or you know, some, or it could have been Gwen. They could have done another because Gwen and Mary Jane both went to high school with Peter. Yeah, yeah. I'm but wondering then, how, like, if if we don't get the Amazing Spider-Man, 
one and two is Liz Gwen Stacy. Probably. You know? I'd say so. Do, it'd, do be like, it'd be like um, Lana Lang. Well, no, Liz, yes. is, Liz is gone now. No, I know like, she's gone, but yeah. well, they could have done that with Gwen. They could have they could have put in Gwen and killed her off. Because that's the thing, like, if you're an outside Spider-Man viewer, you only know, it's Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Superman, yeah. Lois Lane, right? But then you dig a little deeper, you find out, no, his first love was actually Gwen Stacy. Then he moved on to Mary Jane after Gwen Stacy got f***ed up in a fight <laughs> yeah. with the Green Goblin. Now, of course, in Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire, Green Goblin had Mary Jane in the same thing, you know, like he had to save her web, she's gonna her neck's gonna get yeah. broken, blah, blah, blah. Which they ended up obviously doing, spoiler alert, for Amazing Spider Man two, Green Goblin, Gwen Stacy breaks her neck, very much like the comic. They were they, they did cast Shailene Woodley in Amazing Spider Man two, shot a shit ton of scenes with her as Mary Jane. Obviously didn't work yeah. out so well. Cut her completely. We're going to save her in inverted commas for Spider Man Three, which they never made. Well, and they even set up Norman's secretary or whatever, who was Felicia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, who was potentially going to be Felicia Hardy. And yeah, so it's just like. And did you notice um, Betty Brant? Yeah. Now, where have I seen that? I did the name didn't. She didn't she was Elizabeth me, Banks I... in the original Spider-Man trilogy. She worked for she was essentially uh, Jay Jonah's secretary, was. and she's someone who has a bit of a crush on on Peter. Which yeah. it it is like if they don't go anywhere with it, it's still got ties there because she yeah. works for the school TV show. She's still a yeah. journalist to some degree. I don't know. And they cut back to that paper. so much. I'm like, and they showed the names. I'm like, that's and that's an, something, um, but I didn't. Aussie didn't actress tweet. too. Angry. I don't know how to pronounce her, her, her oh, first yeah, I saw name. The uh, Rice. One of my, oh, it's it's even hard to say it's a favourite movie from a couple of years ago, but These Final Hours, an Australian film, literally about the end of the world. Mm. And f- me, is that one of the most brutal watches I've ever seen? And she is the um, the lead actress in it, and just phenomenal performance from her. Um, and she's been in some other stuff along the way, and she's in this. I was expecting her to be Gwen Stacy, and like, she almost looks too young, but... Yeah, she did look very, very whatever. young. But yeah, okay. Let's let's talk about then <laughs> Zendaya. So oh, hey, Michelle. Oh, my friends call me MJ. I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you just ruined the whole f- movie. <laughs> <laughs> you were, I'm like, okay, you've given a point to your character because it's like, oh well, now you're gonna have more to do in you the did, next one. Obvi- that was obvious the whole lot. Like she's looking at him for the whole movie. She's obviously in love with him. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. But no, she gave him the finger. Remember, she couldn't possibly be in love with him because she gave him the finger. You didn't, no, you I, didn't I, get I, that. Like uh, there was a shot there in particular where she like like that when he wasn't looking. Like she stared at him. I honestly like, oh. did not for a second think that character was in love with, with Peter oh, Parker. Well, next at all. time yeah. you watch it, you'll, yeah. you'll pick up on that. But oh, but I I was looking at her a lot. She reminded me her character a little bit like uh, Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters. You're just a little bit of a you. You're kind of from a different movie, yeah. Which, but I liked I liked Zendaya's character Michelle in this better than I liked Kate McKinnon by far in in Ghostbusters, yeah. But I don't know. You had a, a a massive problem with this in Power Rangers a couple of months ago, Maddie. That they just gave the shell and the name of the character from the old series to a new character, but said, "Hey, we, now you're just known as Jason." Mm. This does strike me as that because I don't care if Mary Jane's got red hair or not. Her See, having well, no, it'd be great. Her having red hair does not make her a certain type of person. She's just that's this. It looks no, no, look, looks good. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> looks good on a comic on a, on a comic set, yeah. right? That doesn't make her a good or bad person or or whatever. Oh, not at all. But to me, it's a defining 
characteristic. Oh, it's a, it's of a who feature M- of her, of sure. MJ is. But what I like about Mary Jane is that she is this stunning, untouchable, taboo girl in school. But so, like, charming, cocky and stuff, like, mm. appreciated the affection that Peter got her. She thought he was so cute. Not not pitied yeah. him, but it's like, oh, he's such a cute, lovable little nerd. And then obviously come to, to love him. But she was she was the Veronica to Gwen Stacy's Betty, you know. She was yeah. the, she was the vixen. She called him Tiger. Yeah, like such she a was tease very, in a way. But she, she was sexual. She was she, a, she was a predator. But I don't feel like know? she meant it that way. But it's like you know, it's not like she coming. She's not playing mind games with Peter. But calling no, him Tiger, it's was, like it just it make him shaky in his boots, right? Yeah. Because he was, was in love with her. She was DTF, but yeah. he was you know <laughs> he was always a little bit too, too yeah so proper to this, just wham bam thank you ma'am. This version, it's like she's a tomboy. She doesn't care about anything, but she cares about a lot. Mm. I don't care, but I'm going to go and protest and I'm going to go to detention and and mock people in there because I'm going to draw them. And and all these things. And it's like you can't be this loner character who doesn't care, but then actually be part of the academic decathlon and and protest spend time at school doing voluntary detention just so you can hang around the detention people and And then the whole idea with the monument being built by slaves like i i don't know about any american history but i'm just like what's that's so random to put in a film Mm. i thought Mm. and again if it was a traditional mary jane a white mary jane with red hair you couldn't make that joke Mm. yeah that's true it doesn't irk me as much as the flash thompson does Mm. Because obviously we, well, I guess for the entire movie, I I, I didn't put her under the Mary Jane microscope. Yeah. I, was, no. I was looking at her as Zendaya. I didn't even know her name was Michelle right yeah. up until the end. So it didn't irk me as much because I was, to me it was just a, a brand new character. But I think if she's in the next one and they try and then make her Mary Jane, but I, it, I don't know how I'm going to cope with. I that. don't. My want... real name's Mary, but I changed it to Michelle. That's the thing. I yeah. don't. I don't want them to. But I don't see how they can't have her. Be yeah, Mary Jane. It's going to be kind of but, the same thing that what Chris Nolan did with Robin. That, oh, his first name's Robin, but ugh. he's going to be Batman. I'm like, oh, God. And not get trained by Batman ever, but take over the cave. Yeah. Oh, don't even start <sighs> but on he's that shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, oh, that's, yeah, okay. That I, I probably, that might be the but same that's problem what, that that's I've got what a I was thinking is view on, but they're going to go that way. Oh, we didn't tell you it was Mary Jane. Yeah, it's just such a weird thing. It's like, we didn't tell it's you it's like, Mary what? Jane because it's not. It's Michelle Jane. It's like, why though? Why? Just for the sake of a, a reveal that didn't yeah. you didn't that didn't yeah. need to happen in that at all. case, just fuck off Peter Parker, Parker and give us a Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, it's, oh, it's the, very, yeah, like you're strange. saying, it's the same issue I had with with the Power Rangers films. It's like mm. why make changes just to fuck with us and then try and at the end go, ha ha, fool Joe, we're going back to the original suckers. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, but they're not. That's not clever, guys. Like not, make his manipulative. Yeah. You said you spoke to Link about the whole Flash Thompson thing and diversity, and Lincoln said that too. Is oh well, they've just they've made changes to you know appeal to diversity, not needs, but you know, for, again for me, Mary Jane having red hair, whatever, she doesn't need to. Well, you said that too in uh, Doctor Strange about the oh the ancient one, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That like originally that was a Chinese guy or whatever, and now mm. it's a a woman but you didn't have a problem with that. No, that didn't bother me because the ancient one is a title and there are many people who uh, have been yeah. the ancient Fair one. Enough. So that that didn't bother me. But yeah. For, for me, like Mary Jane being a white chick with red hair is no different to her being Zendaya. I don't know Zendaya's ethnicity or anything. Uh, me neither. I if don't, if I don't Zendaya, know. who is... It's the a, first time I heard of her tonight. Right. 
I have no idea who she is. Don't get me wrong. Gonna put this song on replay. Oh, is that? Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, I work for... We're we're, we're recording this in a radio station. Years ago, we flogged the shit out of this song. That's right. Good looking girl. Five times She could be Mary Jane. She's a beautiful girl. Mm. If she was out and out Mary Jane, swanning along the school... Talking to the to the other girls that lauded her, looked at Peter and said, Hey Tiger, as a bit of a cheeky wink to this nerdy little kid that just looked at her mm. with these weird eyes. Like her being dark skinned as opposed to white and red hair means nothing to me. It's just No, me neither. Th- and even it's it even the changes in her character. I'm like, okay, I could, I'd be open to that if you showed it to me, but they didn't because it's like they were saying yeah. it for a second film. It's you've changed her name, but still gave her the. If yeah, if if you want to update, I don't know, like it's like Superman, update... Man of Steel. Okay, just the most recent Superman thing. If they make that entire film right at the end, Amy Adams reveals herself that she is this Twitter blogger instead of a journo, and and she says my name is Laura Lane, and it's yeah. like. Oh, you tricked us, but now he's with. But now you've ruined the whole. You've literally changed the canon ongoing in this franchise for this iteration of characters until you remake it in 15 years just for the sake of a cheap reveal at the end of the film. They didn't have Gwen Stacy in this film. What the f are you guys doing? They didn't have Harry Osborne on this film because they didn't need them. They didn't need Mary Jane. No, and I I don't mind Zendaya being Mary Jane. Mm. Just own it from the start. I get updating these characters to be millennials. Like, you know, if you look at yeah, you do. Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, he was very much kind of like that, like a slacker, skateboardy, you know, kind yeah. of like 90s grungy loner, kind of bit, yeah. loner nerd. But then Tobey Maguire's was very much that, you know, button up, wearing dorky clothes mm. and the glasses and all, and all that sort of stuff. So I get updating it to be contemporary. Yeah. And if you want to make Mary Jane this this kind of sort of loner weird thing, she's still got to, there's still going to be certain elements to me, red hair is kind of a deal breaker. Otherwise, Kirsten Dunst is naturally blonde. She dyed her hair red for, for three And how the enough Bryce Dallas Howard, who played Gwen Stacy in those films, is a natural redhead and dyed her hair blonde to play Gwen Stacy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I get what you meant. Like, I, yeah. I want to see, like, I want to see every comic book character look like they do in the comic books, right? I want, I want to see them look exactly the same on mm. the in the films. But, and I, 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 I hope I'm agreeing with what Brendan alluded to before. I'd love me a redhead. I would love to see that in these <laughs> Absolutely, films. Absolutely, yeah. But it doesn't make or break it's, the character for me. But well, to me, it's it's Mary Jane is a is a complete character. She is she's a strong, independent woman who's confident in her sexuality. She's not intimidated by men. You know, she's you know she's a leader. She's all these. She's mm. she's someone to look up to. So it's like, so why? introduce a character as Michelle, make her all these different things, and at the end go, oh, psych, she's MJ. But all those qualities that you said, Kirsten Dunst's character were none of them to me. No. Apart from the red hair. Yeah. She was annoying, damsel in distress. And for me, she may as well have been blonde or a brunette because Mm. that that didn't didn't say, oh, well, thank God she's got red hair, otherwise (laughs) she'd be complete. Yeah. Yeah, she would be complete (laughs) white. But as as the... (laughs) As the as the films went on, she got more sort of whiny and damsel in distress. Oh my yeah. god! But Did in the first ever... film, she god. was. I mean, they did try to play up all her family issues at home and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But thanking Spider Man for saving his life by making up with him while he's upside down and pulling his mask down. Mm. Gwen Stacy ain't doing that. She, <laughs> you know, she's a wallflower. She's that. <laughs> Mary Jane is a tiger. She will be like, "Hey, I don't know you. You saved my life. How am I going to thank you?" 
with my body. We're, That's how. And I'm you can immediately you. imagine that Peter Parker. You're, you're really like I'm, going home that night and going. Fuck, I wish I was the right way up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that to me. That's an like that, and that has been replicated and parodied and mm. spoofed so many times. That is an iconic, not Spider-Man moment. That's an iconic movie moment of yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Upside down kissing um, boobs in the rain. <laughs> Toby Maguire in the rain. Boobs. Like even the OC did a parody of it. Jack Black and Sarah Michelle Gellar did it when they hosted the Academy Awards or MTV Awards, whatever it is. They reenacted that scene. Like it's been done yeah. everywhere, and it's just like this film's not going to have that. No, and it I didn't feel like even I'm being have too a harsh. nice. It's, it's... Didn't even have a nice iconic Spider-Man web slinging shot through the city. Like. Mm. Empire no, State did, Building uh, or good, anything, good point, and that's it? what those films had, and the Raimi films had at least the yeah, first that two. That's so how they good. ended. It mm. was just like like you, yeah. There were no real moments in this film where I'm like, "That's the moment I'm going to think about." Like where I, I think about how awesome it would be to be Spider Man. Yeah. Like mm. I, I used to just rewind that that last thirty seconds of the first Spider Man movie when he's just webbing, and it was CGI to hell. Didn't matter because you were webbing this no. guy. You were behind him as he's like going down. Shit, shit, shit. He's gonna hit the ground straight through traffic. Web yeah. up over a, you know a, another building yeah. around, wrapping himself around, twisting, webbing out somewhere else. It was just like holy shit. Look at what this guy. He is such a physical superhero. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you get those in a lot of MCU films. I mean, you look at the first couple of Iron Man films. You've got that iconic moment when he's in, you know, the Middle East somewhere and he lands and he's and he's walking towards the camera away from the tank or whatever it is mm. that blows up behind him and he's just walking like he doesn't give a f yeah. and then the opening for Iron Man two when it starts and he's in the in the plane. And you see, again you see him from behind and the and the tailgate opens up on the plane and he jumps out. Yeah. Mm. You know, Captain America, I mean pff, <laughs> yeah, we get it. Civil yeah, War, body, the helicopter. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, wow, you know, you, they, you have to have those hero moments. And yeah, this didn't really get, we didn't get that that hero moment. And I think that's where it does suffer from, you know, the belief like, oh, we don't need to overdo or redo things that the audience already knows. You know, mm. we don't need to retell certain parts of his origin story. We don't need to rehash what his powers are. But it's like, well, you, you still have to give us, yeah, that, that first wow moment. Pretend this is the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. You know, mm. because really, since the last time we truly gave a shit about Spider-Man, we've had the entire MCU happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we've had good X-Men movies and bad X-Men movies that have had great moments. You know, for like, again, at risk of, you know, making you angry, there are good moments, iconic shots of, you know, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman in random DCEU movies that you're just like, wow, like look at look at the iconic image of that oh, yeah. well, character. It's, it's my porn analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't we strangely, yeah, like in action scenes or not in this film, we didn't get even that really that one shot of mm. of Spider Man. Like like I said, the, the the best way I can reconcile it in my brain is is yeah, Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker I've seen. But he's not the best Spider-Man I've seen. No, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was pretty awesome, mm. Mm. especially how massive he was. Yeah, and then flying through the buildings, that iconic shots, they yeah, were great, and a lot mm. of practical effects as well. Like yeah. uh, that that first one when he when he's got Mary Jane in the cafeteria in one hand and he catches all those things on the tray, 
Mm. That was the break. There was like 57 takes or something, but he actually did all that in camera. Yeah, okay. There's no wires, no nothing there. Wow. Um, and a lot of physical set pieces, you know, and, and that sort of stuff, which was which was really interesting. Well, mm. I, I actually spoke to Tom Holland a, a couple of weeks ago. I'll actually, I'll put it up as a as a Rub separate, <laughs> thank you, as a separate um, podcast podcast episode. But I asked him about that uh, and said that is is it weird playing a character as we saw in Civil War? Like he wasn't there f- for that airport scene. He didn't film shit for that. Yeah. It wasn't. It was just Spider Man. Peter Parker wasn't there at all. Yeah. That he can go and film a movie and then go off and live the rest of his life working on the projects. And if at the last minute they go, geez, we could use Spider Man in this other scene, just chuck him in CGI wise. You know, mm. I know jump they can do that with most of the other characters. Jump into a VO booth and just on. do a couple of lines for yeah. us down the line, mate. And, and I said, because uh, he he's a physical actor. Like when he got the role. All of his Instagram was about him doing backflips. Like he he can oh, do a lot of stunts by himself, right? He's great. He's fantastic. He and uh, Chris Hemsworth had a back and forth on doing tricks on yeah. on the flippy pads and all That's that sort right. of stuff. Yeah, he was yeah, upping him and you know, raising him and things like that. Yeah, which was great. And I said to him, "You seem like the type of guy that would rather you have your mask off all the time just so you could be on set filming this shit." And he said, "Well, when you watch the movie, the last fight scene." I made a case for having my mask off because I wanted people to see it's a real guy doing real... Mm. I wanted people to see it was me doing stunts. And obviously a lot of CGI involved where they're CGIing a human face, but there are other times where it is a real person being lifted off the ground and slammed back down and thrown around. I'm like, that's him. You can tell that's him because they're showing his face. They're not not just showing the back of his head and it's a stunt double and stuff and... Mm. I didn't even get upset the fact that they ripped his, you know, mask off because that's what pisses me off when they do that in these films, where it's like you've got to show the actor's face, otherwise people yeah. don't appreciate. People don't no, want to see a faceless character; they want to see the film. hero. And also you know? because he was in his his handmade costume. Yeah, yeah. We didn't mind not seeing the silly yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. That sort in of stuff. The Tobey Maguire one where his face ripped just off. kept finding like, reasons. Oh, I think Andrew it. Garfield did it worse, where he would just constantly be taking it off. He would be taking his mm. his hood off all the time. Yeah. To the point where it really stood out, and I was like, "Oh, mate, just leave your freaking mask on." Yeah, someone's yeah. gonna see you. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of the final shot of this film before credits, he puts on the suit that Tony Stark has regifted him. He's all happy with it. Aunt May walks in and goes, "What the." Yeah. Aunt May now knows that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. This, yep. is, this is another... If if that's indeed the case, he doesn't try and talk his way out of it. And it's not it's some a Halloween kind of costume. Yeah. Something. If that's another change, like the robotic suit and the Michelle Jane thing, not into it. No. Nah. Because uh, there was another moment in this film where he could have told her... Yeah, that would have made more... I was hoping he sense. would in that at that scene, just because she was Devo. Yeah. Like, again, like, to, to bring up something DCEU that... You know, you're not a, a fan of Maddie um, for, for the most part. There was, there's never been a secret between Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Like they met, arguably in 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 Man of Steel as Lois Lane and Kal El, or Lois Lane. Yeah. And, you know, they just they, jumped ahead. They just jumped ahead, did, and yeah. I didn't like that at first because I'm like, I like Clark Kent keeping that secret. Well, you know what? We really haven't seen this before in, yeah. in the cinemas, really. Because once Lois Lane found out in Superman two, then he kissed her he and kissed she her. forgot because he's got One a magic of his kiss. Best powers. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right behind heat vision. And obviously um, Lois and Clark did it, and that was amazing. Yeah. Everyone was like, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, Get it on. the series has ended because they know the secret. <laughs> Shit. We yeah. didn't live by that one rule in sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. But that would have made more sense midway through the film. I didn't want it, but I'm like, well, if they do it, this is most might be the best chance. Yeah. So when she said that at the end, it was everyone laughed. But I'm like, uh, you you can't kind of go back from well, that. Well, that's like when Tony Stark 
just announced that he was Iron Man. Yeah. Mm. Everyone in the like in our world were going, "What the fuck? Yeah, you can't you, do that. You don't do that." Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of after that point, it's like, eh, whatever. Because really, it's too, fine. up well, until I mean, this point, think of other MCU characters. Everyone knows that Steve Rogers yeah. is Captain America. Yeah. Thor is his own thing. Hulk. Bruce Banner to a lesser extent, I guess, but they guess so. they might. Tony Stark, he's very open, you yeah. know. Um, uh, you know, Vision's his own sort of entity and whatnot. But for the most yeah. part. Secret identities aren't a big thing in the MCU. No, I so mean, Peter Parker is is um, very unique in that sense. No one wears masks, really. No, yeah, I feel like anyone who wears a mask, we know who they are. Captain America, Iron Man, they wear masks to hide their face. Yep. We know who they are. Black Widow, Hawkeye. Yeah, you know, thought we know who these people are. We mm. Scarlet Witch. She mm. doesn't hide her face. Yeah, you know the world. The world in finger quotes knows who they are. Yeah, I don't actually have a problem with Aunt May knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because in different iterations of comics and cartoons and that sort of stuff, she does know. Yeah. Uh, in some instances, she's known for years, but she's just... Never waited. said anything. She's just waited for Peter to tell her. And right. then finally Peter, Peter sa- tells her and she goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, right. I'm not that's stupid. Like, I'm not an well, idiot. Well, that's like when she said, you know, I know you leave this house every night. I'm like, well, that's... Yeah. Mm, she that's, knows that's a bad arm. He's got no yeah. needle marks in his arm. He's clearly not going to do yeah, drugs. Like you know, yeah. I mean, Michael Keaton put it together in a in a ride to school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter didn't even have to say anything, and he yeah, figured it he out. You know, literally said nothing. I was I was actually there was a point where I was waiting for Aunt May to ask Peter, like the metaphor being that she thought he was gay or something like that, like yeah. that he was hiding stuff. Purely because of that moment where she walks in and he's in his room with Ned yep. and he's just in his Shirt boxer off. shorts. Yeah. And he's all nervous and, oh, what are yeah. you doing? She's like, put some clothes on. I really thought at some point she was waiting for him to come out to her. Yeah, and I yeah, think okay. that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Be completely <laughs> accepting of him and go, yeah, no, no, that's totally fine. And he'd be like, no, no, I'm, I'm not gay. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that would have been cool for me. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have an issue with, um, with Aunt May. Knowing about it, I would be more annoyed if they tried to backtrack and he talked her out of it off screen oh, and went, Oh, it's a Halloween costume. No, definitely it? now, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that what I do like about him keeping his identity secret otherwise, which he will, is that this movie, more than the other two iterations, really showed the struggle that he has trying to live his life as a teenager. You know, like him going, well, He would love to go and do this mathletes thing, you know, the Cathlon thing but he can't because he's got to stick around and do superhero training and him just like wanting to take a girl out, I wanting actually... to ask her on a date and just going, yeah. oh, shit, I can't, you know? And that's where I worry a lot of people are going to go and watch this movie and come on and go, Homecoming was in it for like 18 seconds. Why'd they name it Spider-Man Homecoming? It wasn't even about a Homecoming. It's, like, it's, it's kind of a, like, it's the other, yeah, whatever. Forget about it, noob. I actually um, found Tobey Maguire's struggle more relatable. The, the oh, his day to day life. His day to day, the 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 struggle of you know the was it start of number two when he's just trying to deliver some pizzas. Yeah, you know, and he loses his job because he's got to go and you know save mm. some people and do all this. Thing. All the things that that happened to him in the first couple of movies, I kind of feel I feel for him there. I didn't really feel for this Peter Parker in terms of oh he's just trying to be a normal kid because it's like well. He's saying no to all these things just so yeah. he can go out and just in case. and play Spider Man every afternoon mm. and call it his internship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you clearly see he hasn't heard from them in two months. Mm. Yeah. 
and he's not really doing anything. <laughs> I mean, um, once he actually does discover these weapons, and he's like basically on a bit of a you know private investigating sort of tangent. Yeah, a little bit, mm. and that's when he starts to turn down things and make his make forward thinks and decisions and you know get ahead of himself. I guess I I just I want to see what this version of it in the next film when he does get that you know job you know as a paper boy or a low level photographer at the bugle maybe he doesn't he never picked up a camera in this other than filming no. himself on his iPhone he mm. didn't pick up he doesn't show any interest in photography so does he all of a sudden have that hobby in the next one that's why he goes to work well, for the I mean, bugle or? everyone's a photographer now they got yeah. one in their pocket yeah. he does have that line about um, where they talk about well, he doesn't know what he's going to do and when, mm. he's in the, when they're in the car and that sort of stuff but and I guess, yeah, yeah. You, you, he could probably get into the Man, idea. Man, I love that scene. That's my favourite scene of the whole movie, I What's think. What's that? The, the car scene. Just the way that um, Michael Keaton played it. I just yeah, love it. Yeah, he did play it really, really the well. The music was really good too, actually. I thought, like, uh, yeah. you know, it wasn't so in your face. Like, he, like he's, you know, his eyes widened. Just, but it was, it was just very subtle and built building. up. It was building. It was building brilliantly. And yeah. you're right, yeah. It's just like, oh, two in guys trouble. in a cab, a gun yeah. that really wasn't used as an intimidating factor. No, he didn't show him. But the tension yeah. in it, like, the stakes were so high. In that yeah. one moment, the stakes were so high and I was really worried. I know he's not going to die, but I still found myself being really mm. yeah. worried. Well, you put yeah. yourself in that position. Like <laughs> you go into your girlfriend's house for the first time and you meet their dad and that's already mm. hard enough. At but then 15. when he when he's going to kill you, <laughs> for real, you're yeah. like, oh my and God. It's, and it's like when he didn't know he was Peter, he had the knife. There was, you know, the, oh, the in, inconsequential knife part. Mm. He finally upgrades to a pistol. Yeah. And it's just like, I was a little bit disappointed with um, Shocker though, because Shocker is up there with one of my kind of guilty pleasure yeah. um, villains that I really do like a lot from the, you know, the 90s cartoons and that sort of stuff. Uh, and when the first Shocker was kind of, eviscerated and you know vaporized i was like wait huh. well is that it yeah because he kind of had the the yeah. yellow pattern on his sleeves yeah like dark vests yellow sleeves yeah, yeah. and then he gives it the other guy is okay now you're the shocker and all of a sudden he's wearing the exact same he's thing. wearing the yellow <laughs> sleeves then now that time as but well that's, i got I, I like the inclusion of shocker i'm on there too i'm like oh i don't i don't mind if you use shocker in the first 15 minutes of the next film and you write him off and that's it like it's mm. like oh there's this guy's never going to carry his own film as a bad guy and, and that's what i thought he was going to be i thought he was going to be not Related uh, or to involved Vulture. with Vulture at yeah. all? He was going to be someone that Peter was taking care of at the start of the film, or you know, leads to something other. I just feel like the whole point of Vulture was he has all these lackeys and they're making these amazing bits of technology. Mm. He could have just been, you know, guard number seven yeah. with a ion cannon or a gravity yeah. gun. Or yeah, something absolutely. Like that. He didn't need to be Shocker. Yeah, like, and but I, think... I, I get what they're saying. Oh, okay, Shocker can't really hold the whole movie. This is as much you'll get of him. Enjoy it. And not that they're household names, but I do know Logan Marshall Green. I do know Bokeem Woodbine, who played the two Shockers. I know their faces. Strangely mm. enough, Logan Marshall Green is like the American version of Tom Hardy. Those two look so much alike. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, I, that I think really familiar. I if they do, If they bring in Venom into the MCU, people are like, hang on, didn't you die in Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, but you had a beard or something? Yeah. Like, They look so similar but yeah when you get these these faces again they're not household names or anything they're not leading their own blockbuster films but i feel like they're just they they err on the side of being that little bit too recognizable or standoutish mm. from you know thug number seven security guard number four or whatever yeah. that it's like when when he got vaporized i'm like 
is that all he was here for? Really? Yeah, I was like, oh, oh. You know, and then even Bokeem Woodbine was there just to, and like, less so for Donald Glover. Like, that was almost like a, a bit of a fan service casting. Yeah. It was like, okay, sorry, man, you weren't Spider-Man in Amazing Spider-Man. You're too old now to be a Miles Morales. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Do, do you want to just kind of be in it? And then to make him related to Miles Morales was just a really nice little touch. Yeah, and then be a, a character on his own. Yeah. Like, um, what is Prowler. Like? Prowler. Yeah. Um, but going back to what uh, Brennan actually nailed it before, what he was talking about with the guy um, in the prison with the tattoo, is actually, I'm just looking it up, and yeah, Michael Mando in the Spider-Man Homecoming portrays Mac Gargan, who is Scorpion. Yeah, okay. Yeah, really? so that's that's cool. That is Scorpion, which I didn't even, I didn't even notice the tattoo. I think I was too busy looking was at the, it was the only scar the, on his face yeah. and all the pins and stuff he had down. I his guess right if you arm. didn't, because I knew him from Better Call Saul, mm. and I knew the actor, yeah, and I knew it was him that got absolutely smashed on the boat. That's when obviously he came back and knew who was there. Yeah, see, that'll be a similar casting for me as Logan Marshall Green and Baking Woodbine. Is it? I, I see that face and I'm like, yeah. oh, are you only there literally for like 18 seconds worth of screen time? Yeah. When when you're almost teasing that you should be more important than yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I literally thought that the, the guy that got smashed on the boat was Shocker. I didn't. To me, again, it was a generic guard. I was, I was paying attention to Peter and Vulture. The other guys were just background noise. So I didn't distinguish them. As yeah. different as different characters, so yeah. I yeah I just didn't. there's a lot of different thugs in that, and mm. if you didn't know that actor, you yeah you like who's yeah that? I looked him up. I think the only thing I recognise of his work is Orphan Black, but I haven't watched that in oh, okay. ages. Oh yeah, I haven't yeah, seen I that haven't... episode. Yeah, well, he's in first, nine or ten. He first couple done, of seasons, I think. He's done At least nine the first or ten episodes. Season, played yeah. Vic or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of the ex-boyfriend of the main character. Yeah, but I haven't. Of course, I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched those early seasons in a couple of years now. So yeah, it, yeah, completely. The other thing that I wasn't bang on about, I said Michael Keaton was in Moonlighting, but it was Night Shift. Have you guys ever watched that? No. No, what was that? Uh, was it multiplicity? Multiple. Oh, oh man, God, that yes. that is funny, That's man. One of the best. Weird shit. I think I watched that, that far too young. Even. Baby Steve. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it was on. It was on Foxtel. We had Showtime. It was oh, just running. Shit, that was so yeah. good. Movie. If you haven't seen Multiplicity, Michael Keaton clones himself yeah. like a couple of times. Yeah. Hilarity in shoes. Yeah. And okay. they're all like different aspects of his own personality, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Basically, yeah, the one of the nice clones himself, and there's a, there's a great meme going around too, and it's it's Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice sitting next to Heath Ledger's Joker, looking at him going, <laughs> oh, yeah. "I'm Batman," <laughs> and they them because their makeup looks so bloody similar with the yeah. green hair on the yeah. It's a great. Okay, two other cars and things to just talk about before we uh, wrap this up, and I'll save the big one for last. But I said to Brendan as the credits rolled through, Maddie, the voice of Karen, was it in the end? The voice of the suit, yep. of the Spidey mm-hmm. suit, Jennifer Connolly, who played Betty Ross in Ang Lee's Hulk with Eric Banner. Oh, uh, that'd be why I don't remember those films. <laughs> <laughs> so she was kind of in the Marvel, you know, area back then, and now she's coming, she's just doing some voice work. But uh, well, they sure as hell not bringing back Betty Ross anytime soon. Well, they sure they could. I want to see Liv Tyler hang around and bring her on to, you know, just her and Mark Ruffalo having a bit of a coffee together. That'd be fun. And the, the big one, uh, why haven't you spoken about this? I know you've spoken to him and not in this context. Chris Evans, Captain America doing school help <laughs> videos. God, that was funny. That was that first one. Hannibal, so another Hannibal, Hannibal Buress as, uh, as, as the gym teacher. And just the little the little sight gag there with Captain America going, now listen mm. to your gym teacher pointing right and Hannibal's to his left, like yeah. just so ill-timed. He didn't even stand there <laughs> in the right spot. And then right at the end, what was he doing? Everyone was laughing around me and I, just, I didn't know that I got the very end credits. If you, if you leave when Michael Keaton's talking to, as we now know, the Scorpion in jail, 
don't don't leave then. You shouldn't have left then. No. There is a post credit scene that is just like a like a random take of a uh, well, it's, of it's, Captain it's America. Like, it's like Captain America doing one of those PSA yes. kind of things, but it's for us, the audience. Yes. Going, yeah. Don't you hate it when you wait around and. Yeah. It's not really worth oh, it. See, I, I missed patient. that first bit. So when oh. I said patience, when he, I'm like, yeah, what did said, I miss? But okay, yeah. that's yeah. brilliant. And, yeah, you, so. and, you, and you wait around for something. and uh, yeah, key, A key to being a good soldier or student yeah. is patience. And sometimes, yeah. It's just not, on about not, it. not really worth it. It's hard to have respect in hindsight. And I feel yeah. like I really need to pay that scene some more respect than what <laughs> yeah. I have. And you know what I love now. is they, they've pulled his like Avengers 1 costume out of mothballs. Yeah. So clearly that was a throwback to obviously, you know, Obviously, Captain America hasn't recorded those recently because no. there is that line in there where they say, "Well, pretty sure he's <laughs> yeah. like a enemy of the state, enemy of the yeah. state, political something or other." <laughs> yeah. Although uh, we're at, we're at war with him or something like that. But whatever. But it's clearly something that's been done yeah. early, sort of pre or post Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, actually, one thing I did want to say that when Happy is loading on all the equipment from Avengers Tower, mm. which itself is changing canon now, so Avengers Tower in New York is I'm done. Miss that? They're going purely cool yeah, out of the place upstate. Uh, in air quotes, he says, oh, we've got, um, you know, this is being loaded up and this and uh, uh, the new prototype for Captain America's shield. Now, I know that Iron Man and Captain America sort of, you know, patch things up when, you know, Captain America wrote Tony a lovely letter at the end of Civil War. Mm. He's still a fugitive. Yet what, and Tony's now still making him some, like, tech. No, I feel like on. that was that was the archives because he does mention the Hulkbuster. Um, he said it was a new prototype. Yeah, but it could have been in development six months ago, well, and it's not it's just, new. It's just been put in, but it's new in terms of the it's, latest. It's 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 an improvement on Cap's vibranium shield. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't been watching um, Agents of Shield. Yeah, Coulson has a shield. He has mm. a Captain America shield that's a, like an electronic one that slices a life model decoys Jeez. in half. Mm. You know, so I feel like you know, it's to me, I read that as. That's just archives. That's just old tech that's been lying yeah. around. They mentioned the Hulkbuster armor, which obviously hasn't been used since Age of Ultron. Yeah, um, but well, you didn't say that was new. Like they yeah, talk yeah, about, just threw me off. They talk about the wording. Um, Thor's magic belt yeah. that, that he couldn't pronounce. All that stuff. So clearly, there's been other, you know, stuff. shenanigans going around with Thor on Earth mm. that we haven't seen. To me, that was before Civil War happened. Tony was working on a new t- techie kind of shield for yeah. for Cap. I mean, we do see. We actually mentioned it in what in Civil War how. Back in Age of Ultron, Cap had the magnetic shield yeah. thing that he didn't mm. use in Civil War. So I feel like Tony's always making stuff. Yeah. Um, but obviously, he had his falling <laughs> out with Cap. He made that Spider-Man suit and he's like, nah. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. how much money would have gone into that new Spider-Man well, suit? Well, he said the old one was a couple of mil. Yeah. Multi-million dollar suit. <laughs> um, so I just feel like he was working on it. He's like, oh, Cap and I are kind of on the outs. We'll just chuck it in storage. Because mm. it did kind of seem too like Vulture's little right-hand man guy who was inventing everything. The tinkerer. The, the guy from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> he was trying to push Vulture towards what we now know is as that that heist for mm. quite a while. He was the, the high-altitude bloody bloody blah So I feel like Tony hasn't been living in Avengers Tower for quite a while. Yeah, so which we kind of got the feeling He's just of, got his old leftover stuff there, and that's why he's not even there, and he's left happy to try and sort of box it all up and, and ship it to the new premises. Mm. So I was so glad to see John Favreau get more screen time too. Yeah, like, he hasn't that had that much happy time since... Iron Man 2 at best. Mm. Like, he sat in a bed for Iron Man 3. Yeah. Um, oh, and... Why the hell was Gwyneth Paltrow there? 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. Didn't they break up in like Iron Man 2 or 3? No, no, no. Civil War. No, they were fine. Avengers 2, though. Avengers 2, she. No, Avengers 2, she wasn't there. They just said, oh, she's off doing this. Remember, Thor said, oh, Jane is off doing this for global peacekeeping. And and, and Iron Man's like, oh, well, Pepper's doing this. And they're arguing about which of their girlfriends is better. Mm. Come Captain America Civil War. And Tony's quite down. He's like, I don't, don't know what's. We're having a bit of a break. This is set two months after that. Let's yeah. argue and say three months after the events of this film. Yeah. So then they're, now they're engaged. They're fine. And that's what, well, that, that was they? my other question. Are they engaged? Because Happy said, I've got the ring. And she's almost like she's so comfortable with the relationship. Happy can bring out a ring that he said he's been holding for Tony since the franchise began. And she's not even like, oh my God, what? Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, whatever. We, we don't need whatever. to get married to be married. We you know, sort of thing. Yeah. There's press in the other room. So they walk in and she says, we'll think of something. And he's like... You know, like, it's such a nothing thing for Tony Stark to now become a married man. Like, I feel yeah. that's a Iron Man movie decision. Yeah. <laughs> Not as a throwaway yeah. gag in his last, you know, sight like, screen time. It's like they, they wrote we're in getting them... another Iron Man movie. Well, it's like they wrote their movies. No, probably not. It'll just be him. He'll just turn Avengers movies into Iron Man movies, yeah. probably. I feel but. like they, they wrote into Civil War that he and Pepper had broken up because Gwyneth Paltrow was like, my contract's done. I'm kind of not interested. Yeah. And then I guess since she's split up with Chris Martin, she needs another paycheck to pay for all her vegan meals well, she's or been, <laughs> She's been broken up like, um, for years. But no, what I thought, too, I was looking at it. One stage, she, she, her, her mouth moves in a certain way, and I'm like, is that a CGI pepper? Like, <laughs> I actually questioned whether Gwyneth Paltrow was even there, but I'm like, well, they've got to use Tony her voice. Tony actually made her. She's, a, she's an LMB. Life model decoy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's going um, the full uh, ex machina on the situation. Just... All right, that is our full spoilers chat on uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Full indeed. I think the last time we actually spoke this long, it wasn't so positive. I believe it was on um, Batman v Superman over a year ago. So this one, a little bit more positive, Spider-Man Homecoming. Welcome back. Yeah, I feel like we were harsh on it, but it is, oh. it is a good film. It's yeah, one of those ones fun. I think where we come in and go, hey, we loved it. Here's all the things we found wrong with it. It's not like... You, yeah. I think if you like Ant-Man, uh, and obviously if you love Spider-Man, then definitely go and watch that because it was, for me, it was that kind of film for me. Yeah. Fun, you know, a lot of good gags, a lot of good action. That Yeah. No, yeah. it was enjoyable. It was good. Yeah, placement within the MCU. Similar yeah. villain, I guess, too, in the sense that, like, that was an epic fight between those two, but in the grand scheme of things, didn't really mean anything yeah, yet. Just tiny. Tiny, Spiders and ants, they're very small. It doesn't It doesn't make you want to rush out and see it tomorrow or be wishing the DVD was out already. Mm. Like, it's not there, but it's yeah. it's still a good, solid, solid film and really enjoyable. And I think, yeah. like I said, Tom Holland, I think, is a great addition, and I... I look forward to seeing more of him. Absolutely. Honestly, Avengers 3. I'd love to see... I actually want to see some of him and Thor. I think that'd be great. Well, let us know your thoughts. Hit us up on uh, the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just simply at Get Into Geek. Drop us a line, getintogeek at gmail.com. Individually, I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie. At High Pitch Maddie on Instagram. And Brendan. At I'm Brendan Gibson Instagram. And the other one, Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's getting late Look the search continues <laughs> for uh, a, a Transformers screening Maddie and I are committed to doing this We think Brennan you pulled out Because you haven't seen a Transformers movie since 2009 Oh, um, no, The second one We haven't seen number 5 yet <laughs> we, 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 we still think we might want to go and see 5 And make that a, a future I wanna, podcast I want to see it just so that I can tear it apart Because I know it's terrible And then another big one in a couple of weeks War for the Planet of the Apes Which I'm in particular looking very 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 forward to in this one yet? Uh, let's hope so.
We live in hope. Mate, if it's anything like the last one where you get that 360 turret of that of that monkey in the in the tank. God, that was boring. Are you joking? <laughs> so Myself, boring. Mitch, and Lincoln. Oh, I fucking love that last movie so fucking hard. We all Dawn got that might, Actually, that might have been my number one movie that year. Watching that, just that one shot, were all immediately hard. Well, you know what? We don't have any more Is of that, that in the, this one, Matty. the orangutan one? Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that even mean? The, the is shot. that the orangutan one? Yeah. Oh okay. my god. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right, you're excused. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to check out my interview with Spider-Man himself, Mr. Tom Holland, while he eats breakfast from a hotel room in Singapore, you can check that out on our podcast channels as well. Uh, he actually personally called through, which was uh, kind of fun. Caught me off guard. Usually it's like three different publicists, and I've just picked up the phone like, yeah, what do you want? Yes. Go very Ghostbusters style. He's like, hello, mate. How you going? I'm hey, like, holy shit, that's English Tom Holland. Hi, Spider-Man, yeah. and I Couldn't lost my tiny Christian mind. Couldn't you do Christian Bale and just do all the press, all the press in American accent? <laughs> Come on, no, he's just like a douche as Christian Bale. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let's get out of here. Suck a dick, mate. Oh, hey! Oh, all right, now we're staying until 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> GetIntoGeek.com Gonna but- put this song on replay. 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 Oh, is that? Oh, of course. 